0: This is a Women in Revival podcast. Today we are starting a series called, Will You Constrain Him? Our topic for today is, the prevailing circumstance of the disciples. Today we will see how two disciples were on the road to Emmaus. And as they were on the road to Emmaus, Jesus appeared to them. They were in a terrible circumstance. Jesus had just died and now he had risen again, but they did not know And they were crying and talking over and weeping and comforting each other over the death of Jesus as they were walking on the road to Amaias. And as Jesus appeared to them, they did not recognize him. Sisters, will you constrain Jesus? Maybe you are at a terrible point in your life. Maybe something bad has happened. Maybe someone has died. Maybe you are losing your faith in God. Constrain him now. Constrain Jesus. He wants you to constrain him. Deborah Shinobi will now take us further on this subject.
1: Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this new series that you are about to take us into. Thank you for your heart cry for the female folk do what you can do through your word thank you lord in jesus name amen i want to welcome you to this series i am so excited to have you on board with us through this series we are starting this new series tagged will you constrain him will you constrain jesus will you constrain god the father will you constrain the holy spirit Will you constrain him? Some couple of months ago, I was at a beloved sister's 50th birthday. And while I was sitting there in the midst of congregation, I was thinking of my little girl. I'm thinking, wow, she's grown now. Because there was a little girl that passed by. And she kind of reminded me when my little girl was about that age. And I was like, she's grown. And I was also then thinking that even me, have grown and as I was looking at the sister's 50th everything and it dawned on me that my day is fast spent. I have spent quite a lot of years here on earth. Have I constrained him? So this became a matter for me during that birthday and also thereafter. And it is on my heart to share with you the burden that the lord placed on my heart during that time and afterwards will you constrain him so we'll be taking our readings from the book of luke chapter 24 it is a very common story again luke 24 verse 13 to 31 is where we'll be focusing on so i want to encourage you to please do journey with us in this series it is a short series about five days or so But I am praying that the Lord Himself will engage your heart. You can download our app, Women in Revival, on Google Play. Search for Women in Revival on Google Play, where you can hear our broadcast free. You can also hear us on Podbin if you download Podbin on Google Play and App Store, and then search for Women in Revival. You can also listen to us on our website www.oakofrighteousness.co.uk And feel free to contact us regarding any question, any verification, any feedback, prayer need. And I want to also encourage you to join us on some of our Bible study platforms. Just contact us. There are online Bible classes that you might be able to fit into. Amen. So let us go as we consider this series, Will You Constrain Him? Like I said, we are taking our readings from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verse 13 to 31. And I will read. And behold, two of them went that same day to a village called Emmaus, which was from Jerusalem, about three score four longs. And they talked together of all these things which had happened. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another, as he walked? And as said, And the one of them whose name was Cleopas, answering, said unto him, Are thou only a stranger in Jerusalem and hast not known the things? which are come to pass dear in these days. And he said unto them, What things? And he said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed, and word before God and all the people. And are the chief priests, and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death, and have crucified him. But we trusted that it had been he which should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yea, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. And certain of them, which were with us, went to the sepulchre and found it even so as the women had said. And he made as though he would have gone further. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is fast spent. And he went in to tarry with them. And it came to pass, as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, and blessed it, and brake, and gave to them. 31. And their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight i am praying that the lord himself will speak even to your heart as we consider these verses together so let us look today at the prevailing circumstance of the disciples remember our theme for this series is will you constrain him so today we are looking at the prevailing circumstance of the disciples So in this Luke 24, 13 to 31 that I read, we saw the disciples, two of them, on their road to Emmaus. Prior to now, the Lord Jesus, whom they have followed for years, the one whom they loved, the one whom they thought will be the Messiah, will be the king, had suddenly died. He was suddenly crucified. So at this junction. In the disciples' journey with the Lord, there were many unanswered questions in their hearts. They were fearful. They actually locked themselves up at some point. They were disappointed. As some may have felt, why do they have to leave their businesses and, you know, to come and follow Jesus? It was as if their followership of Jesus was not fruitful. And, you know, it was as if for them, having followed Jesus for years, maybe two years, maybe three years, it looks to them as if Jesus did not actually become the king they thought he was about to become. But instead, this man just died. And not that he just died, he died shamelessly. He was killed. So for these disciples, it was a time of hopelessness. It was a time of despair. It was a time of shame for these disciples. And it was at such a time that these two brothers, one of them called Cleopas, were on their way to Emmaus. It was at such a situation that they decided to take a journey to Emmaus. The journey to Emmaus' village, from Jerusalem, we told, was about three score, four long. That is about seven miles. And on this journey, these two brothers talked together of all the things that had happened. They were carried away in their talks. You know, they were enjoying that two persons road conference. That's how I see it. They were so into one another, they were eat up with what was happening to them. They expressed their pain, their disappointment regarding Jesus' demise. They may have talked about their shock and the turn-off event against their hope. Their prevailing circumstance was so much that it took over all their thoughts to the point that that was all they engaged themselves in on their journey to Emmaus. And I believe these two brothers, Cleopas and the other brother, represents the state of the remaining disciple for us. The remaining disciples would have actually been in this situation. It was a time of hopelessness. It was a time of chaos. It was a time of disappointment. And it was at such time that these brothers took that journey to Emmaus. And as we enter into this series, may I ask you, what is the crisis that your life is in at the moment? What is the challenge that life is throwing at you? What is it that has occupied your life, that has occupied your heart? What is it that has drawn you away from people? Maybe for you, you have withdrawn to yourself. Maybe for you, you are actually self-harming. Maybe for you, you have resulted and retorted. Maybe for you, you have resulted to alcohol, to substance abuse. Maybe for you, what is facing you is the agony of a broken marriage. Maybe it is the loss of your loved one. Maybe it is the bereavement of your husband. Maybe It is the waywardness of your children. God, have something to say to you as we journey together through this series, and I am praying that this series will indeed bring you to the place of constraining Him who has the answer, who has the solution to the agitation of your heart, to the agitation of your soul. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival Podcast. Yesterday we started a series called, Will You Constrain Him? Our topic for today is, Jesus drew nearer to them. Today we will be seeing how Jesus drew nearer to the disciples. In their time of trouble, in the time where they were weeping, where they were sad, where they were comforting each other over the death of Jesus, He drew nearer to them. Sisters, in your time of trouble, Jesus wants to draw nearer to you. Will you allow him to draw nearer to you? He wants you to allow him to draw nearer to you. Deborah will now take us further on this subject.
1: Lord Jesus, thank you once again for this series that you are taking us through. Thank you for your longing for women who will constrain you. You know our lives as women, we can be easily distracted and constrain ourselves with things that perish. Oh Lord, do a work in our hearts where we become women that are constraining and that have constrained you. Thank you Lord Jesus. In Jesus name, Amen. Thank you once again for still joining us on this series, Will You Constrain Him? You can listen to the past episode on our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk, O-A-K, oakofrighteousness.co.uk, or graveshamchristianladies.co.uk, which is still the same website. Go on our podcast by series, and when you get there, you will find different series, both this present series and our previous series to go through. You can share with those in your church. You can share with other. women. you can actually call a day together with a few ladies and listen to the series together. Discuss it. Pray it together. And you can also listen to our broadcast on Podbean. If you download Podbean on Google Play or App Store, search for Women in Reviver. And can also listen to us on our own app, which is Women in Reviver app. Search for Women in Revival on Google Play. Download it, install it, and there you will get our broadcast. If you want to contact us, contact us on plus four four seven nine four four three nine eight four one five or through our website if you go on our contact us page. Amen. So last time we looked at the prevailing circumstance of the disciples. After the death of the Lord Jesus, things looked gloomy. Things looked disappointing for the disciples. They were bereaved. They were disappointed. It was an hopeless state. And it was in that situation that we saw two of the disciples took a journey to the village of Emmaus. So today, let us go on as we look at Jesus drew near to them. So while these brothers were having their road conference, Jesus stepped into their conversation. So let us read Luke chapter 24 from verse 15 to verse 24. Do open your Bible as we read together. I am reading from the King James Version. And it came to pass that while they communed together and reasoned, Jesus himself drew near and went with them. Let me pause there. So we are seeing here that while they were having that communion with one another, the Bible says Jesus himself, whom seemingly was the source of their hopelessness, drew near to them. And he went with them. He joined the road conference. Verse 16 now. But their eyes were holding that they should not know him. And he said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another? as he walk, and as sad. So it's as if their countenance showed it all. Verse 18 now. And the one of them, whose name was Cleopas, Ansari said unto him, Are thou only a stranger in Jerusalem? And hast not known the things which are come to pass dear in these days. And he said unto them, What things? And they said unto him, Concerning Jesus of Nazareth, which was a prophet mighty indeed and word before God and all the people. And all the chief priests and our rulers delivered him to be condemned to death and have crucified him. But we trusted that he had been he, we should have redeemed Israel. And beside all this, today is the third day since these things were done. Yeah, and certain women also of our company made us astonished, which were early at the sepulchre. And when they found not his body, they came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels, which said that he was alive. Verse 24. And certain of them which were with us went to the sepulchre and found it even so, as the women had said, but him they saw not. Wow. What a conversation. Jesus drew near to them. So I want us to quickly consider these verses that we have read, verse 15 to verse 24. What is it that we can take from this? We saw that while Cleopas and the other brother engaged themselves in their communication, in their road conversation, in their talk, in their journey to the village of Emmaus, Jesus was also interested in whatsoever as taking over their thoughts this much. Jesus is interested in whatsoever as taking over your thoughts, as taking over your heart. A conversation to yourself and with yourself or with your friend or the medical team and all sorts of people is actually hopeless unless Christ draws near. So in the story of these brothers, we are told, Jesus drew near to these brothers on their way to the village of Emmaus. Though at this point, their eyes were held that they could not recognize the Lord Jesus. But I think it is worthy of note that Jesus drew near to them. I think for me, that is the first striking issue jesus drew near to them he is the friend of everybody and may i ask what is your life story at this junction of your life maybe family friends doctors has drawn nearer to you to help yet their help seems not okay i believe you need the lord jesus Draw nearer to you. So let us consider what happened when Jesus drew nearer to this disciple. In verse 17, the Bible says that Jesus said unto them, What manner of communications are these that ye have one to another, as ye walk and are sad? So we see here that Jesus asked what manner of communication they were having with each other. He noticed the sadness in their conversation and he came nearer unto them. And what I am taking from this is this, that whenever Jesus comes near, he is always interested in the deep things of your heart that seems to be taking over your life. When Jesus comes nearer to your life, he is not just going to deal with the surface. He is going to go deeper. To the reason for your affliction. To the reason for your addiction. To the reason for your depression. And in verse 18, these two brothers answered. They asked if Jesus was a stranger. They did not withhold their concern from Jesus. They were opened. Even though they don't know it was Jesus, but they were open. They said, are you a stranger? Don't you know what had taken place in Jerusalem? And we saw Jesus also responded, what things? What has taken place? I am also saying that Jesus wants me to tell him my situation. I can't assume that he knows, even though I know he knows. He wants to hear from me. Just like that man, Bartimaeus. That was crying, oh, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And when he came closer to Jesus, Jesus said, what would you have me do for you? So when Jesus came closer to these disciples, he asked, what is it? So when he comes closer to you throughout this series and beyond, he will be asking you, what is the problem? What is the reason behind the struggle? What is the situation that faces you? Jesus wants to hear from you. He wants to see you confess things that you have engaged yourself in. Jesus wants to see you tell him about things that you ought not to do that you are doing. Maybe you are into pornography. Maybe you are into things that ought not to be heard. Jesus wants to hear you. Jesus is saying to you too, my beloved, what things do you need to let me know of? So now between verse 19 and verse 24, we saw how the disciples poured out their hearts. They poured out their feelings. They poured out their pains. They poured out their disappointment. They did not pretend to this person that was seemingly a stranger. They were open. They made the thoughts in their hearts known. They told him their view of Jesus. They said, look, A mighty prophet, mighty indeed, was this man that we are mourning. He was mighty indeed and word before God and all people. They said, look, this is what we know of him. This is actually our thought of him. And what did they tell Jesus? They told Jesus how the chief priests and rulers delivered this Jesus, this mighty prophet of Jesus to be condemned to death, and how they crucified him. They also told Jesus in verse 21 what they thought Jesus was going to do for them. So they said that they trusted that this Jesus had been he who should redeem Israel. And beside, it is 30 days since he died. This is how we feel. We are very sad about how this Jesus treated us. They told Jesus how some women amongst them came with false hope of Jesus' resurrection. Yet, they found nobody. You see, they did not hide any aspect because honestly, Jesus knows it all. Jesus knew their pain. These disciples were not timid to make their foolishness known to Christ. They told Christ his own story even though he knew it all. And may I ask you, beloved, are you also telling him everything? Do you really know him? That you might tell him everything that bothers you? Christ has the time to listen to whoever cares to talk to him. And we are seeing that in Christ drawing nearer to these two brothers on their road to Emmaus, Jesus desired to hear them. Jesus desired to hear their side of the story. He desired to give them a listening ear. He desired to walk with them to their Emmaus. Beloved, Jesus wants to walk with you into your own Emmaus. Jesus wants to walk with you during this your time of bereavement. He wants to walk with you through this time Of joblessness. Jesus actually wants to hear your frustration. In verse 25 downward, you will see that when Jesus drew near, he upbraided them and then he explained to them afresh all that was written about him by the prophets. When Jesus draws near to you, beloved, he takes your heart back to the Holy Scriptures. When Jesus comes, one of the ways that you will know is that there will be an hunger to read the Bible in your heart. When Jesus comes near, he connects your heart back to his word because that is his primary means of communing with his own. Christ wants to hear you so that he can take you back through the scriptures, which points back to him. Are you willing to let Jesus hear what is on your heart? Are you willing to open up to him? Are you willing to tell him of your frustration? Your pastor may not know. Those within your church may not know. He is only waiting for you to come and make these things known by your own very lips. And I am praying that you will open up for the Lord who has drawn nearer to you even through this broadcast may you not close up may you open up so that he might be able to put into your life the input that your life needs at such a time as this amen
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Two days ago we started a series called, Will You Constrain Him? Our topic for today is, They Constrained Him. Last time we saw how Jesus drew narrow to the disciples as they were on the road to Emmaus. It now says in the Bible that they constrained him. Jesus wanted to go. They constrained him. When they got to Emmaus, as Jesus wanted to carry on on the road, they constrained him. They asked him to stay. They said, "Don't go on further. Stay with us." They constrained him. Sisters, are you constraining Jesus? As Jesus has drawn nearer to you, are you constraining him? It is one thing for him to draw nearer to you, but he also wants you to constrain him. Jesus draws nearer; you constrain sisters jesus drawing nearer to you is not enough will you constrain him or will you keep him there Deborah brush will now take us further on this subject father god thank you
1: so so much thank you for your word that you are expounding and explaining to us patiently we are so grateful lord thank you as you take us further in this series Give us ears that hears and hearts that receive. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you very much for still joining us on this broadcast. We are still on the series, Will You Constrain Him? You yourself, will you constrain Christ at this season of your life? We have been looking at the story of the disciples on their road to Emmaus. And I am praying that the Lord will strike your heart that you that will bring you to a place of striking, a deeper fellowship, a deeper relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you have been very religious either so far. I am praying that this broadcast will take you deeper to a place of relationship with the Lord Jesus. You can download and listen to our broadcast on our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk or Gravesham Christian Ladies. .co.uk Or you can download Podbean on Google Play or App Store and download Women and search for Women in Reviver. You can also listen to our broadcast on our app. Go on your Google Play and search for Women in Reviver. Amen. If you have any need of counseling, do feel free to contact us. Send us your email. Send us your request and we will endeavor to respond quickly to your request. Amen. So, I want us to go today as we consider they constrained him. Remember, our series this time is tagged, Will You Constrain Him? This is a personal question. So, let us go now and look at these disciples constraining the Lord Jesus. I am going again to read Luke 24 verse 25 to 29 even though i will be focusing on verse 28 and verse 29 and i read then he said unto them "O fools and slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken ought not christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory and beginning at moses and all the prophets he expounded unto them in all the scriptures the things concerning Himself, And they drew nigh unto the village, whither they went, and he made as though he would have gone further, but they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is fast spent, and he went in to tarry with them. May the Lord bless his word as we consider it together again, they constrained him. Cleopas and his companion constrained the Lord Jesus. We saw how the Lord drew near last time and how he inquired of them, what was wrong with them. He saw their countenance. He searched deeper within and how these disciples also were transparent. They spoke out and how the master referred them back to the scriptures. That, don't you believe all that the prophets have spoken? That was what they had then. So he expounded unto them all the scriptures said concerning himself. And I was saying, when Christ come nearer to you, this is how you will know. There will be a hunger for the word of God in your heart. So now let us go and look at that verse 28 to 29. As we consider these brothers constraining the Lord Jesus. So Jesus, having spoken to these disciples, now turned as though he was moving on, as though he has finished with them. These disciples did the needful at that moment. They constrained him. And the word constrained means they compelled, they forced him, they restricted him, they curbed him. So, I am seeing that these disciples compelled Jesus to themselves. They saw the need to have him in their company. They saw the danger of going to Emmaus without him. Though, at this point, they have not really known him as the resurrected Jesus. Yet, there was a burning in their heart to constrain Christ to themselves. And I want us to look at how do they constrain him? They said to him, verse 29, Abide with us. We've abode with each other on this journey. We've discussed with each other on this journey. We have done many things with one another at these trying times. Jesus, abide with us. We need you to abide with us. For if you be for us, No one can be against us. We desire you to stay put with us. That is how I am seeing them, constraining Jesus to themselves. I I am asking again, why did they ask Jesus to abide with them? What is the essence of Jesus abiding with them? And I believe this question is answered again in that verse 29. It says, but they constrained him saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening, and the day is far spent. So why did they ask him to abide with them? It is toward evening, and the day is far spent. It was toward evening for Cleopas and the disciples. The day was far spent for them. And I believe this is very, very important Because they have spent the money of their time, they spent their afternoon, and at this junction, they were toward evening. And they saw how difficult life will be to go through without Jesus. They saw how difficult life will be at every stages of their development. At their aging stage, they needed Jesus. And may I say to you, beloved, the time is fast spent for you also maybe you are in your 20s maybe you are in your 30s maybe you're actually in your 40s in your 50s or in your 60s and you Are you still doing sweet 16. jesus says your time is fast spent you are walking towards evening why not ask him to abide with you even you the young girl, ask him to abide with you Throughout your teenage years, throughout your puberty stage, you need Jesus to abide with you. Women, we, we need Jesus through every stages, every season of our lives. Are you going through aging process? Are you going through menopause? Are you going through sickness, through death? Without Jesus Christ, there is a need for you to constrain Him, because it is toward evening. And I am seeing these brothers that they saw that perhaps we have wasted our mornings, we have wasted our afternoons, we have engaged ourselves in so much talk without Jesus. We have engaged ourselves with so much thoughts and our predicament. But at this junction, we cannot do so anymore. There is a need for us now to constrain Jesus Christ to abide with us. How terrible it is to see women go towards their evenings without constraining Jesus to abide with them. How difficult is life changes? How difficult is menopausal stage? How difficult is puberty stage for our girl children without Christ abiding with them? A hymn writer says, Begone unbelief, my Savior is near. I pray this is your response also, that the Savior will be nearer to you. For every human, we are daily walking towards evening. None of us lives here forever. You are living on a borrowed life. And it is time for you to constrain him to abide with you. Maybe you have constrained your job. Maybe you have constrained your finance. Maybe you have constrained your wealth. Maybe you have constrained your knowledge, your influence and affluence. These cannot help you as you journey towards evening. It is time to ask Christ to abide with you. Maybe you have been given few weeks to live, few months to live, few hours, few years. Beloved, ask Christ to abide with you. Our evenings most surely comes. We all age daily. Many age, you know, by preparing and putting money aside for life insurance, for funeral care, for health care, and all sorts of things. But all of these without constraining Jesus Christ to one's life is vain. You have the need now at this junction of your life to constrain the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you are an atheist, or you once grew up in church, or you grew up in a Christian home, but now you have gone your own way. This broadcast is an opportunity to invite you to constrain Christ to abide with you. In Genesis chapter 3, we saw the man God made in his image fell and fell short of God's glory and since then the evening the darkness of sin came upon mankind we were naturally born sinners but god wanting to draw near to human but god wants to draw near to humanity and he did so by giving us his son jesus christ who is god himself he came in human form so that he can bring us nearer to god so that it can be the bridge that takes us back to God. And by His death on the cross, it took away the distance, the enmity between God and us. And through Him, we have the privilege to constrain God to ourselves at every season of our lives. For to all that believes and accept the Lord Jesus, He gives them power to become sons and daughters of god are you willing to allow him to abide in your heart today do you want to make christ the owner the landlord of your life do you want to make him the overseer of every season of your life your day is fast spent your evening seems to be approaching do you want to go before him saying lord i have misspent my monies i have wasted my afternoon and my evening is fast spent abide with me so father god i am praying for every listener who are this junction of a crossroad O oh, lord please lord abide with them abide in their hearts bring them lord A personal walk with you. Oh, don't allow them to continue further without you. Give all my listeners the heart to constrain you. Thank you, Father God. In Jesus' name, Amen. Beloved, this is an opportunity to constrain Jesus to your life, to rededicate your life to the Lord Jesus. And I am praying that you will constrain him. You will beg him to abide with you. Amen.
0: This is Women in Revival podcast. Three days ago we started a series called, Will You Constrain Him? Our topic for today is, He abode with them. Jesus abode with them. He stayed with them. They constrained Him and He abode with them. That means He lived with them. Sisters, Jesus has taken the opportunity to draw nearer to you. You must constrain him so he can abide with you and in you. It is not enough for us to constrain him. He must abide in us. As we constrain him, we must allow him to abide in us. Deborah Shinabi will now take us further on this subject. Father God, we
1: are so grateful for what you are doing in our hearts. As we continue this series, please, Lord, do for us what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. I am trusting that this series has been a blessing to you. I am believing that you are in the process indeed of constraining Jesus to yourself. Will you constrain him? At this season, at this junction of your life, I am praying that you will constrain the Lord Jesus to yourself. Things seem to be becoming harder and harder. Our society continues to get worse and worse. And honestly, I cannot promise you that it will become better and better. The only hope for our generation, for our economy, for political stability is the Lord Jesus. And he is the only hope for your marriage, for your children, for your health. So last time we saw the disciples constrain Jesus. They said, Abide with us because our money is fast spent. Our afternoon is gone and night, evening is approaching. So we are going to go on as we look today at He abode with them. Jesus having been constrained by these two brothers, He decided also, He agreed, He consented to abide with them. You can get our broadcast on our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk or via our app as you download on Google Play. Search on your Google Play, Women in Reviver. Search for Women in Reviver and download. There you will get many, many of our resources freely. So let us go and look at He abode with them. So we are reading Luke chapter 24 verse 29, which reads, But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening. And the day is fast spent. And he went in to tarry with them. What an encouragement. Ladies, day by day we are aging. We are growing day by day. And if there is any time for you to constrain Jesus to your life, it is now. So from the scripture that we have read, we are seeing that these disciples, having constrained Christ to abide with them, having cried out and confessed that their day is fast spent, just as many of you, your days are fast spent in sin. Your days are fast spent in immoralities. Some of your days are spent in addiction, in body beautification. Some have done all sorts of plastic surgeries. So, we are seeing these disciples also. But for them, what differs now is that they constrain the Lord Jesus for their evenings. Your evening is approaching. Are you constraining Christ? Are you constraining Him? You may have wasted a chunk of your life. You may have moved from one man to another man. You may have had children for different men. Your life may have been messed up. Maybe you are now nursing HIV as a result of your past life. Or you are now a dropout as a result of the choices you made in your mornings. Christ is here. He is here to walk with you. He is here to walk with you through this evening. Even I also, I wasted my morning. I was part of young people that would make life miserable for others at school. I made my mother's life tough. Though a very intelligent young girl, I became carried away by the influence of bad friends. I was a street fighter, a trouble to my parents and my siblings, and a trouble even to the neighbors. I did woeful at the latter days of my secondary education. I sustained admission to higher education through crooked means. Yet God in his mercy came to me on my road to destruction. He wooed me to himself. He washed me. And today I am his beloved bride. And he is mine. My evening is sure and secure in him. Why not also, my listener? Just allow him. If you allow him, if you ask him to abide with you, I promise you, he will come and abide. As we see in Luke 24 verse 29, Jesus went in and abide with the disciples. He did not discriminate against them. Yes, he rebuked their foolishness. He rebuked the foolishness of their hearts. Yet, he accepted them. He went in to abode with them. He was willing to journey with them into their evenings and through their evenings. You know, the story of a lady called Erikson Tada has always been a blessing to me. Though not necessarily following the Lord as a young person, she went diving and broke her spinal cord and became a quadriplegic Yet, having allowed Jesus to abide with us, having constrained him to ourselves, Christ since then has been journeying with us through all our evenings. And I am praying that you also will constrain Christ to yourself. Maybe you have been diagonized with a terrible sickness. Maybe you have been spending yourself and your money maybe you are like that woman with the issue of blood i am praying that you will constrain the lord jesus at this junction of your life in john chapter 6 verse 37 jesus said he will in no wise cast out all that the father gives to him and i am promising you that he will not cast you out also if only you come it says in matthew eleven twenty-eight. 28 Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Friends cannot give you rest. Religion cannot give you rest. Your money cannot give you rest. Even the medical practitioners cannot give you rest. It is Christ that will give you rest. And I am praying that you will respond to his compelling heart that is calling you to come. Amén.
0: This is Woman in Revival podcast. Four days ago we started a series called Will You Constrain Him? Our topic for today is the effect of his response to their constraint. Today we will see how Jesus responded to their constraint. They had constrained him and now he was abiding with them. Now today we will see his response to their constraining. In the Bible it says he broke bread with them. Sisters, as he abides with you, he wants to break bread with you, the bread of life, his word. I pray that you will allow him to abide in you, that you will allow him to draw near to you, that you will constrain him, and that he indeed will break the bread of life with you. Deborah i will now take us further on this subject. Oh,
1: thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord Jesus, for bringing us to the end of this series. Thank you for women that you have yoked to yourself through this series. Thank you, Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you for opening the hearts of your daughters. Oh, Lord, thank you for those who have committed themselves to you in a personal journey. Oh, thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, thank you so much for taking the time to follow us on this series will you constrain him i am praying maybe you have constrained him at an earlier stage of your life it is my prayer that you will continue to constrain him maybe you just constrained him in the process of this series i am praying that you will continue to constrain him maybe you have never constrained him actually You have been going to church. I am praying that you will come to constrain the Lord Jesus to your life. You can listen to this series, to other series, and the episodes that you have missed on this series if you go to our website, oakofrighteousness.co.uk. That's O A K OF, then righteousness.co.uk. And when you get on our website, go on our Women in Revival podcast. Go on podcast by series and there you will find this series and many, many other series and series that are under different life topics. And I am praying that as you do so, the Lord will speak to you. If at any point you have a need of counseling, you have a question, do feel free to contact us and we will definitely respond to you. Amen. You can listen to us also through our app, Women in Revival app, which you can download On google play go on your google play search for women in revival and download and install it and there you will get access to everything on our website if possible amen so we have come to the end of this series today do feel free to send us your feedback your questions your answers and do feel free to connect with us on some of our bible classes online all you need is just an internet connection or a phone to call in and we'll be able to fellowship deeper on these platforms today we are rounding up this series as we consider the effect of his response to their constraint and we are going to read again luke chapter 24 verses 30 and 31 it says and it came to pass as he sat at meat with them He took bread and blessed it and break and gave to them, and their eyes were opened. And they knew him, and he vanished out of their sight. May the Lord bless his word to our hearts in Jesus' name. Amen. So we want to look at the effect of Jesus' response to the disciples constraining him. First, from what we have read, we saw that Jesus sat at table with them. And I am seeing that whenever Jesus comes to abide, he comes to reveal, he comes to be real with you. He comes to be part of your daily life. We saw from that scripture that I read in verse 30 of Luke 24, that the Bible says, it came to pass as he sat at meat with them, he took bread, he blessed it, he broke it and gave to them. So whenever Jesus come to abide with you, the effect of this is that he will take the bread. He will bless the bread. He will give it to you. He will come and take a verse in the Bible and break it down into pieces. It won't look ambiguous again. The Bible won't look difficult for you to understand again. When it comes, He comes to take the bread and break it. And bless it and give it out to you. Just as he did for these disciples. Jesus knows the need in your life. And when he comes to abide, he assumes his role as a provider of your spiritual and physical nourishment. He will be the one nourishing you. Just as he gave bread to these disciples, he will give you bread. Maybe the bread you need is that of healing. He said healing is children's bread. He will give to you, if that is his will, healing for your body. When it comes, he will give to you the bread of his word. He will give to you even your daily bread. Another effect of his abiding with these disciples was that their eyes were opened and they knew him. On the road discussion, they did not know him. But when he came and settled with them, they got to that stage where they knew the resurrected Jesus. And I think this is the benefit for the disciples. For as many that open for the Lord Jesus to come in, he will come not only to break bread, not only to give you bread, but you also will be able to see, to behold him more and more in his word. When he comes, time will be no more an hassle for you. When he comes to abide with you, you will find out that your communion with him grows deeper and deeper. When he comes to abide, you will no longer parade conferences. You will no longer be seeking for online activities. When he comes, you will see him and behold him in his beauty. You will behold the beauty of. Of Jesus in His Word, Psalms 119 verse 151 says, "Concerning Thy testimony, I have known of old that Thou hast founded them forever. When He comes, He will reveal to you His testimony of old. He will reveal Himself to you clearer than ever before. When He comes to abide." It brings clarification, it brings clarity to your life. Your physical circumstance may not necessarily change, but your inner person will be renewed and your outer person will radiate the glory of he who has come to abide. I want to close this broadcast as I read from Romans chapter 13 verse 12 to 14. And it says, the night is fast spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the laws thereof. When it comes... You will no longer walk dishonestly. When he comes, you will put aside the works of darkness. You will not be walking illegally. You will not be stealing. You will not be quarreling. When he comes, you will put aside strife and envying. You will put aside every works of the flesh. When he comes, you will no longer make provision for the flesh. And I am praying that you will indeed constrain him. I want to encourage you to go on our website and listen to a hymn there. Tagged, Will You Constrain Him? If you go on our website, on the homepage, you will find hymns in reflection also. Click on it and it will take you to this hymn. Will you constrain him? Will you constrain him? to abide with you before the night comes and the dark takes over will you bid him now to abide in you will you yield your life to him now and ever we have the master that keeps his own throughout the night when the dark is here he is faithful to keep all who ask ask him to abide in your heart all day i am praying that you listen to the hymn also You will find encouragement for your heart and you will constrain he who knows you from the very beginning to the end. Amen.